Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen TPFL. It's Monday. It is November 4th. It's 2019, and we're here to talk about the six-game NBA slate. I'm joined by my buddy, Kyle Murray. How are you doing, my friend? Good, man. It's, uh, it's cool to be back talking about some NBA. We talked a little bit preseason, but uh, it's good to be in like the full swing of the season, and I'm excited. Yeah, you know, you um, you spent six hours with me breaking down all the moves um, on the podcast before the season yeah. started. Um, so uh, that was that was fun, and you know, all those moves that happened. It's it's definitely been an interesting start to the NBA season. Yeah, definitely. I've uh, I've had a lot of fun. You know, a lot of injuries. Kind of really wasn't prepared for all the early season injury stuff, especially on Saturday. That's like it was crazy. But you know, that's NBA for you, and it's been fun. So. Oh, it sounds like I didn't miss anything Saturday. I don't play NBA on the weekends. Um, anybody that's ever listened to the podcast, like for baseball, basketball, I do so much for NASCAR on the weekends that I just don't have time to play other sports. So I'm uh, glad that I didn't miss out on anything yeah. Saturday. Um, sounds like it was a lot of fun. So uh, ready to get into this slate. If you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to fantasydraft.com. Sign and um, – you know, check them out. Awesome sponsors of the podcast. They have a $30,000 pick and roll NBA contest tonight, 36 entry max, $25 buy-in. Um, outside of that, there's a bunch of other stuff going on over there. They got big double ups, um, you know, single entry tournaments, high dollar tournaments, uh, rake free DFS. If you don't want to pay the rake, make sure you head on over there, check them out. Uh, the only rake free DFS site out there. So Let's get into it. Uh, we get started here with Detroit at Washington. No total in this game. Um, you know, on the Detroit side, Tim Frazier is doubtful. Uh, Derek Rose is out. Reggie Jackson is out. And Blake Griffin is out. On the Washington side, Jordan McRae and C.J. Miles are both questionable. Um, Mahini is still out. So let's start here looking at the Pistons. Um, I feel like one of the best and most chalkiest value plays on the slate is going to be Bruce Brown Jr. Um, got the, got the start at point guard the other night and did not disappoint. So um, they had a very – was it Saturday? They had a very yep. tight rotation. Um, and I think two of the best plays on the slate are from this game. Yeah, I mean, um, Bruce Brown normally have a kind of a defensive perimeter specialist, but um, yeah, they had him running point guard in that game on Saturday with both Rose and Jackson and Frazier out. All three of those guys were out, so they really had no choice but to go to Brown. Not known for like being a you know real huge offensive weapon, but uh, didn't really show that much uh, on Saturday where he put up 22 points and seven assists, so that was nice to see. And yeah, he's definitely going to be one of the chalky plays for sure. Um, I think you can go to Linkson Galloway in this one too. I played Linkson Galloway on Saturday. He got a ton of minutes. Um, he's a guy who, if he's on the court, he's going to be chucking up a bunch of shots. So he's always interesting when he can get get the run. And I think he's going to get a lot of minutes here. So I think he's a pretty good value play too. If you want to pivot off a guy that should be chalky like Bruce Brown. Yeah, and I think um, obviously Drummond. You know, Drummond, great spot here up against Washington. This is a spot that he, on paper, should absolutely crush. We've seen some monster games from him. And, you know, Washington playing at a much faster pace than the Pistons. So, like, that obviously can help Detroit here as well. So, with all these guys out, I think you can look at – honestly, you could probably look at any of the starting five guys, um, in my opinion. When you're looking at, like, game flow from the game against Brooklyn the other night, um, you know, you, you mentioned Galloway. He played 27 minutes. Brown played 40 Kennard played 37, Mark Keith played 34, and Andre Drummond played 38. 
the only guy that I don't like is Tony Snell. He he sits in a corner. Um, <laughs> and, and, like, he even, like, fantasy points-wise didn't do bad the other night. So, you know, I think you can look at all these guys. Um, Drummond, probably my favorite. Bruce Brown, value-wise, my favorite. Um, Luke Kennard always has upside. When he gets hot, like, he, he can definitely, um, you know, put up a big fantasy day. Yeah, I love Kennard. He's uh, kind of the guy – him and Gallagher are kind of alternating, but he's running the point for the second unit when they got to give Bruce Brown a break. So they'll uh, you know run the stars out there. They'll take Kennard off somewhat early, and then they'll run him back out there once Brown needs a breather. This is what they did on Saturday, so I kind of expect that to continue here in this one. Drummond's a great play. Um, Bryant just doesn't have the size. I don't really think anyone has the size to contain Drummond. He's just been so good this year. Um, there's been some talk about, uh, about it being a contract year for Drummond. So he's been, you know, out to get it during opening night. He came out and was like doing the Johnny Manziel money sign to show that he wants to get paid. So that's interesting. He's been super motivated and he's just been absolutely crushing it. So you got to love Drummond again. Um, on the Washington side of things, like, you know, the whole usage of this whole team is Bradley Beal. Like, it's just, it's funny when you're looking at Washington this season and just how much usage that he's getting. Um, but Honestly, it makes a ton of sense um, because there's just not anybody else there. So his 34% usage rate, uh, what do you like here for Washington? Yeah, uh, man, Bradley Beal's been somewhat disappointing um, in every game pretty much except for that Houston one. We've just seen him not really shoot the ball well. Um, last time I checked, I, I didn't check after the last game, um, but he was you know near 40% uh, true shooting percentage. So that's pretty low considering last year he was up near 58, 59%. So that's obviously going to improve. Bradley Beal's one of the better shooters in the league. So you can't really continue to count on him to miss shots like that. Eventually he's going to capitalize on all the usages that he has. So I think you got to like him most nights. Uh, Isaiah Thomas is a guy who has been seeing a slight uptick in minutes outside of last game where there was a blowout, so he got pulled out early. But if you uh, count him missing that closing rotation, I think he's a pretty solid play. And then uh, Hashimura, you know, he's been getting a lot of minutes too, and they've Trust, they've been trusting him to give him the ball, especially when Beal gets that, that first breather and Hashimura's kind of running with the second unit for a little bit. He gets a lot of work there. So uh, I think he's a good play, especially with his price falling down after, after a struggle last game. Yeah, struggle big time last game. Um, I, I like um, Isaiah Thomas here. And it's just – I know he's not going to get a ton of minutes, but, like, he's still 4,900 and he's putting up 30 fantasy points every night. So, like, that's still 6X. I'm perfectly fine with 6X for 4,900. Like, you're, you're not going to find a ton of guys in the 4K range that are going to get you 6 to 7X. So, I think that even when you're looking at it, you even mentioned it. Like, Galloway and Kennard are going to be playing backup point. Like, Isaiah Thomas is going to run right past those guys. And we know that he's going to get his shots. Um, like, you know, this guy, if he plays, if he gets the high end, if he, if he gets that like 25 minute mark, because the last game, Minnesota, that game was a blowout. I don't expect this game to be a blowout. I think this would be a pretty close game, even with Detroit missing a bunch of people. So if this is a close game and he gets that 25 minute mark instead of that 19 minute mark, like he'll put up 15 shots here. So, um, I, I like Isaiah Thomas a lot and, you know, Bradley Beal, I'm perfectly fine with just keep rolling him out there. You mentioned it. The, the shots are going to start falling. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't want to play the whole Ish Smith revenge um, here. Even though he's playing a ton of minutes, um, my biggest issue is like what you were saying. What we know from Brown is he is a defensive guy. Like this is not a good spot for Ish Smith. But, hey, if you want to play the narrative, whatever. Like, save it for when they go to Detroit. 
Yeah, you make a really good point about who Thomas is going to see. You know, Kennard isn't really a good defender. Galloway's not a great defender either. And, you know, Thomas, if he plays eight, nine, ten minutes without Beal on the court, he's pretty much the only guy getting up consistent shots. So he's a really good play, especially if you can count on those minutes to keep on increasing. All you need is like 25 or 26 out of him. All right, moving on. We got uh, New Orleans at Brooklyn. No total on this one. Waiting to see if Derek Favors is going to play. He's questionable. Darius Miller is still out. Um, did not see anything on the Brooklyn side outside of Chandler and Durant. I'm not going to mention those guys every day. We know they're out right now. Um, starting here with the Pelicans, uh, what do you like here for New Orleans? Uh, yeah, so basically for New Orleans, it's mostly just Drew Holiday. Um, Ingram got banged up. I think he got hit in the head in that game on either Saturday or – yeah, it was early Saturday because he was on the main slate. But uh, no concussion, so he should be out there. But um, the price tag for me on most sites is just too high for me to pay. You know, Drew Holiday is cheaper than him on most sites. So I prefer Holiday. Um, and I think that's pretty much the only place I'm really getting a taste of uh, from New Orleans. Yeah, you know, we're going to have to see Lonzo Ball's minutes. or His minutes are fine, but we're going to need to see his price come down is what I was going to say. So uh, with Drew back, we need Lonzo's price to kind of fall a little bit. You know, even even in Ingram's case, like 7,200, he can still hit value at that um, if he has a good game. You know, if Favors is out, I think it becomes interesting on do you take a shot with Okafor? Uh, he's been playing a ton of minutes. He's 3,100. Um, I will definitely take that shot because you can you can play five centers on fantasy draft. You can play two centers on drafting. So the only, the only spot that, like, you have to make the decision on am I going to play Drummond or am I going to go value – it's kind of Fanduel, um, and I'm okay with even you know taking that shot. I'm pulling up and seeing what his price is on Fanduel, but it's taking forever to load. So, um, you know, Okafor for me is definitely in play. Um, he's too cheap, you know, you know, just in general here. And like on Fanduel, he's 5K. So like you're telling me Drummond's 10-6. Is Drummond going to double Okafor's score? If Favors plays, yes, he probably does. But if Favors sits Okafor against Brooklyn, like, this seems like a spot he should, you know, have a really solid game. Yeah, I mean, the only issue with Okafor really is the minutes, and that's partially in, in play because of the foul trouble that he, that he gets into. Um, and we've seen, you know, guys like Jared Allen be able to get fouls on guys. But for the most part, you can't really consider that. I mean, sure, it can be a worry in the back of your head, but it's really hard to project that and assume that. So for the most part, I'll leave that leave that alone. So, yeah, Okafor is a good play. He's in play whenever you can kind of project that he's going to get 28, 29 minutes, which should happen here. Um, the only real threat to his minutes is Jackson Hayes, who has looked pretty exciting when he plays, but uh, I don't think they're trying to run him out there too much. So as long as favor sits, I think Okafor is definitely in play. Yeah, that dude can't stop fouling people, talking about people can't keep their hands to themselves. Like, yeah. he's, he's a walking foul machine right now. So, um, you know, the Brooklyn side, I think they're a lot more interesting. The last NBA slate that we did um, Friday, I was super high on Dinwiddie, and it was very, very, very tilting um, to watch the Garrett Temple, um, his once-a-month game um, when, you, when I had, like, 40% Dinwiddie. I'm going right back to the well on Dinwiddie here. His usage continues to be extremely high. I like Kyrie. You know, when we're looking at this slate, we have a ton of studs. Like, there are a ton of studs for a six-game slate, even with Embiid and Towns out. So, I think you're definitely looking at Kyrie here. But point guard and guard in general is absolutely loaded on this slate. 
Yeah, I think uh, Kyrie and Dinwiddie are both in play. I've been doing this thing for the first you know few games where I look at you know a differential from last year and, and this year's uh, usage rates. And Kyrie and Dinwiddie are both in the top ten or top fifteen. Sorry for you know increased usage you know so it's kind of crazy to think that they're both playing the same position on the same team but they're just getting massive usage and i know it's because dinwiddie's playing with the second unit for the most part but it is definitely interesting dinwiddie's at like a 30 usage uh 30.2 outside of the detroit game i didn't factor that in yet but uh irving at a 35 so considering that irving is at a seven percent increase from last year that's just kind of insane hopefully it can uh sustain but you know the thing with irving he's been really sloppy with the ball a lot of turnovers lately it's been frustrating if you roster him but um Outside of the uh, the Detroit game, we only had two. But, um, yeah, I think you got to go back to Kyrie here. The price kind of fell down to where it was last week. So, yeah, I love Kyrie. Yeah, Kyrie, um, I don't mind Levert when we're talking about usage. He's at 27.7% on the season. Like, he's a nice little small forward play on this slate. I don't mind him. Um, he's not as cheap as, you know, you, you kind of want him to be. But, like, he, he has 40-point upside. Um, I don't think I'd play all three of them on the same team for what it's worth. But – um, the center situation for Brooklyn right now is a mess. Um, you know, they've kind of been managing DeAndre Jordan's minutes, but, you know, they kind of let him go the other night and he had a monster game and Allen kind of took the back seat. Um, it wasn't foul trouble or anything like that. So for me right now, the center situation is just kind of iffy. Um, in large field tournaments, I don't hate taking a shot on whoever starts, but I I'm just, I'm staying away from it right now. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. Um, on the Levert thing, I do think he's pretty interesting. But one thing I will say is I don't know if you can necessarily – you mentioned it, but you can't really play Levert and Dinwiddie together and feel too confident because, you know, a lot of times when they have those big games, it's because one of them gets going with the second unit. Um, but, yeah, I think you kind of touched on it. One guy that I really like is Torian Prince has been playing a ton of minutes. He's actually really cheap over on FanDuel where he's 4,800. Um, so I think that would probably be uh, a cheap value guy in this game. All right. Moving on, we got Houston at Memphis, 234 total here. Houston favored by six and a half. Houston's good to go. Um, Grayson Allen is out, and Triple J is doubtful. Um, if you don't know who Triple J is, it's Jaron Jackson Jr., um, which obviously can open up some minutes here. But let's start with the Houston um, side of things. They just got absolutely manhandled by Miami on Sunday, but – this is a game when we're looking at early season pace stats. These are the top two, three, top two teams, or I guess it's first and third now. Minnesota is a little bit faster than Memphis, but this game is going to be back and forth. And it's two teams that honestly, they just don't play defense. So you get two bottom 10 defensive teams and two of the fastest teams in, in, in the league. Like this is a game you're targeting on this slate. Yeah, definitely. And, um, I'm not sure if you mentioned it, but uh, Westbrook is expected to sit too because of rest or whatever. So that's going to open up more usage for and minutes for this Houston team. So, but yeah, it's kind of crazy to see Memphis take such a. They were, I think, either last or bottom three in pace last year. Now they're up at the top. So it's been a crazy jump. But uh, yeah, good for good to see Memphis run. We actually mentioned that in the the preseason pod where we thought that they would be running more with the youth movement. So I like to watch Memphis play this year. Yeah, I did not have that noted down for Westbrook, so that's definitely interesting. And James Harden becomes probably the top play on the slate, like, in my opinion. Like, you're yeah. probably just fitting him in. You're jamming him in as much as possible. But I, I think it helps Capella. Like, this is this is a, a spot that, like, you can kind of look at last year's usage and get an idea. But 
you know, House could be interesting here. Um, and, like, some of these guys, like Aaron Gordon, Eric Gordon, um, Austin Rivers might play some extra minutes here. So, I, I like I like Houston a lot here. Um, again, this is not a good defensive team they're facing, and this game is going to be very fast. Yeah, I mean, people – I know people have been playing Eric Gordon – every single night the past few few games so um if if you've ever been playing him at all I think you have to go back to him here he should see an uptick in usage he actually got into the starting rotation uh in, in today's game or Sunday's game so that would be interesting to monitor see if he finds his way back into the starting five um but yeah I think you should like either Gordon or House maybe only one of them out of those two but you know they both should see you know significant run and an uptick in usage so I like those guys but yeah Harden's got to be the top play on the slate you want to you wanna take a wild guess what his usage is with uh, Westbrook off the floor? Uh, Harden or Gordon? Harden. Uh, f- 41. <laughs> would, you, would you be shocked if I said you're not even close? <laughs> it's, it's probably higher, right? It's 49.3% in 67 minutes. Um, That's a- and now, we wow. don't expect it to be that high for yeah. what it's worth, but it just gives you an idea of, like, how much potential it's a 9.3 percent usage bump so yeah 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 (laughs) that's crazy it's gonna be crazy so uh play james harden like if he busts he you know you just accept that in my opinion i don't even care how high on he is um on the memphis side of things like jaron jackson jr being out is is certainly interesting um because is is this going to be the spot that like they're just going to be forced to play like Valanciunas like 28 minutes, or is this going to be the spot where like Brandon Clark is finally going to get like a a 30 minute game? Uh, So this one's a little confusing for me personally, because, you know, we've seen Jackson be in foul trouble for a few games and then, you know, get banged up last game. So, and we still haven't seen Valanciunas hit that ceiling. We have seen him get an uptick in minutes and in close games gradually. So I would like to expect, you know, maybe he sees 25, 26 here, but We've seen some weird things that Memphis are doing. They've been playing Solomon Hill at the five. They've been playing Brandon Clark at the five. They've been playing, you know, Jake Crowder at the four. So I, I don't think that we can necessarily count on a, a huge uptick in Valanciunas minutes. I do think we can count on Clark for, you know, 26, 27 minutes, and that might be on the low end. I think Brandon Clark's one of the better players on the slate, especially considering how cheap he is compared to the upside he has. He's been a really good per-minute guy this year, and now you can say he should get at least – know three four extra minutes here or there so um, I really like Brandon Clark yeah and for what it's worth um, Triple J came out really late um, in that game or he came out he like he never checked back in um, and like Clark did end up playing a little bit of the fourth quarter Crowder played the fourth quarter um, so it, it, it will be interesting but I think the upside is in Clark I think the safety is in Jay Crowder um, like if you're pro- if you're playing a cash game play here, probably Jay Crowder. Um, we have so many guards to play on this slate. What are your thoughts here on Morant at six point six k? Yeah, I mean, I've been trying to play Morant a ton this year. I just think he's eventually going to have a ton of upside with the pace that the team's playing at and the role that I kind of foresee him having. But right now, the minutes just aren't. Him getting twenty eight minutes is fine, but because he can, I think he can perform in a permanent way, as we've seen him do so far this year here and there, but. I would just like to see him get more minutes. So when there's so many guards on this slate, I don't know how much I'll have of them. But um, I think if I have, you know, five or six lamps, I'll want at least a share of them. All right. Um, anything else from this one? Uh, no, I think you mentioned it, but I really like Clint Capella again too uh, here. I've liked him a lot this year, and I think he's in a really good spot. 
Yeah, I think this is a spot like we saw we see his fantasy points per minute go up um, okay. when Westbrook's off the floor, and it makes a ton of sense because Westbrook goes out and gets rebounds, so Capella's going to get some more upside. Like, um, I think there's a good high probability for a double double here from him. So, Bucks and Timberwolves, two thirty and a half total here. Milwaukee's favored by a six in this one. Really, the only news that we have here as far as the injury front is. Cat is out with the suspension. Um, so this would be – I'm pretty sure this is the second game of the two games. So um, the Bucks, fast-paced game. We, we just got done talking about, you know, how fast, um, you know, Memphis and Houston's playing. Well, Minnesota's second fastest in the league, and Milwaukee's playing at the 10th fastest. So, again, we're seeing another high total. Lines up a lot with pace. Um, and, you know, this is obviously one that we want to look at. So what are we looking at here on the Bucks? Yeah, I think this one will, you know, go kind of overlooked considering I think Houston and Memphis will get a lot of attention just because of the hard and stuff. Um, but for the Bucks, specifically on FanDuel especially, uh, Eric Bledsoe is really cheap. And the last two games, he's been performing pretty well. And we really haven't seen him hit that ceiling of minutes since October 26th against the Heat. And he didn't really perform too well there. But if we can count on this game being somewhat close, which might be difficult, um, but you'd like to expect it. I think Bledsoe is a really good upside play. And even if he doesn't, his price is cheap enough to kind of get there for you um Giannis is a really good option any night but on a on a kind of slate like this with Harden being so kind of in a perfect spot really and Giannis being either more expensive than him or near the same price depending on the site I do think it is hard to get get a ton of Giannis but he could be a really good GPP option yeah I obviously Giannis is always in play I hate playing Giannis for what it's worth I just he he has the monster games, but the problem is the Bucks just blow teams out so much that like yep. the monster games come at the thirty-five minute marks. They don't come at the thirty-minute marks. So, you know, I, I don't mind Giannis here. I like Harden more. Um, we have a ton of value. You could potentially play two or three studs on this slate. So I'm not saying that I'm not playing Giannis here, but you know, I like the Bledsoe call. Um, outside of that, though, like there's not a lot that I like here. Like. You know, George Hill, when he gets minutes, he's been okay. But there's just better value plays today. We haven't even got to Golden State. Their whole team's out. So, like, there's a ton of value just in general on this slate. So, you know, Bledsoe's averaging over a fantasy point per minute. Middleton's averaging over a fantasy point per minute. Those guys are fine. Um, if Ilisovo is playing more minutes, like, he's a guy, like, if he gets – up to like 25 minutes we need to just keep paying attention like if he ever gets that rotation where he gets 25 minutes and they start playing him a little bit more then that's when we need to jump on it because he's he's a point per minute guy this season so um just gotta watch his minutes um, yeah, um minnesota minnesota what are we looking at here uh for minnesota it's mainly teague for me um you can kind of mess around with these big men if you want uh, Covington is a guy who I really liked last game, but he only played 19 minutes. I know the game got out of hand, but um, if even if you factor in you know an extra five or six minutes, the upside really isn't there for the minutes. If even if he gets that closing rotation, so Covington is you know a good per minute guy and he's got upside, but the minutes kind of scare me. Layman could be a decent uh, value option, but other than that, I think Teague's just in a smash spot again, just like he was on Saturday. He played 27 minutes and just you know, crush the slate. He's just a guy who gets so much, so much more usage when he doesn't really have to get the ball out of his hand to give it to cat. Um, and he pushes the tempo for this team. So I think Teague is probably the, uh, the four, the forerunner for here. Yeah. And you know, that was a blowout, um, that Washington game. And like Teague didn't even have to play the fourth quarter and he had that much like that well of a game, like when he checked out in the 30, never came back. So 
you know, the, the upside is, is certainly high. And, like, again, guard is absolutely loaded on this slate. So it makes this slate very interesting. Yeah. Um, if Covington is going to have Giannis defense, which kind of makes sense, then I think you can look at Wiggins for some tournaments here. But even Wiggins, Middleton, you know, that that's not the easiest matchup either. So, again, that's right. why I kind of like your, your call here of Teague. And I don't mind the gorgeous dong, um, Gorgie Dang, for anybody that doesn't remember that. Um, he's been irrelevant for so long now. But he drew the he drew the start the other night. And, like, you know, he he played significant minutes in the first half. And, like, that's what I'm kind of going off of because that game got ugly fast. So, if he played 14 first half minutes, that puts him around 27 to 29 minutes typically. So, at 3,300, again – He's a nice pivot off of Okafor, and you can use him as a full power forward if you want to play both Okafor and him. So um, I, I don't mind Gorgie Dang here. Um, I don't think there's anything else that I like. I was just kind of scrolling really quick. Is there anything else here from Minnesota that you like? Um, there is one guy that I that I didn't mention on the Milwaukee side, but DiVincenzo could be a pretty sneaky pivot. Um, you know, if you do think this game might get blown get blown out here, DiVincenzo could have an extra shot at a few uh, extra minutes. And if not, we saw Pat Connaughton get banged up in I believe it was Friday's game, either Friday or Saturday, but he didn't play at all against Toronto. Um, so DiVincenzo could get more run if Connaughton's out. And then plus the blowout, we saw him get 21 minutes last game. So either way, you you can figure he's going to get you know. 17, 18 minutes, maybe a little bit of a little sprinkle on top if the blowout happens, but mainly just a GPP pivot off of a guy like Bruce Brown or something that could be chalky. What actually makes a better toothbrush? Industrial strength power, claims of miraculously trendy ingredients, multiple modes. If you ask your dentist, they'll tell you it's less about the brush and more about how you use it. That's why Quip was created by dentists and product designers to focus on what actually matters for your oral health healthier habits quick quips sensitive vibrations with a built-in timer guide gentle brushing for the dental dentist recommended two minutes with 30 second pulses ensuring an even clean quip automatically delivers brush heads to you every three months for clean new bristles right on schedule the sleek intuitive design is simple to use and comes with a travel cap that doubles as a mirror mount these thoughtful features Make brushing something you actually want to do twice every day. Good habits matter to live a healthier life. So help form fresh oral health habits with Quip. Quip starts at just $25 and you'll get your first refill free at getquip.com slash fantasy. This is a simple way to support our show and start brushing better, but you have to go to getquip.com slash fantasy to get your first refill free. Go right now to getquip.com slash fantasy. Up next, we got Philly at Phoenix, 223 total here. Philly is favored by one in this game. Embiid and Aiton are both suspended. They're both out for this one. Um, we know that one going in. Um, what are we looking at here on the, the Philly side of things? Yeah, I feel like I should have, you know, a good amount of interest here, you know, with Embiid out. We see Horford get a, a ton of minutes and, you know, a bump in fantasy production and, and usage. So, a Horford's a guy I do have interest in, but his price has skyrocketed as well. Uh, I do think there's going to be a lot of value at his position. Uh, for today's slate. So I'm not so sold on Horford. Um, but a guy that I've been playing a ton of with Embiid out is Tobias Harris. He's just a guy that can score at any, any given moment, can fill up the stash. I like him a lot. And then Ben Simmons, nine, he's 9-5 nine on FanDuel. That's pretty underpriced considering uh, Embiid's out, and he's only 8-5 on drafting. So I think Ben Simmons is a really good price considering Embiid's out. 
Yeah, Embiid um, being out obviously is a bump here for a bunch of people. Al Horford gets a bump in usage and fantasy production. So, like, he – I think he actually gets the biggest bump right now. Um, small sample alert, 119 minutes. But we're going off of what we have so far. And I don't mind him here at 6,900. Um, again, you can kind of play him at that forward spot. So, you're still leaving your center open. Um, and guard is so loaded, it might be a contrarian today just to load up on, you know, higher mid-tier to upper-tier centers too. So, um, don't hate this spot for Horford. Outside of that, like you said, Tobias, um, you know, definitely is in play here. You know, we don't really see a big usage bump for Tobias, but it's enough that, like, at his price point. And then Ben Simmons, he has triple-double upside in this matchup. And like you said, he's not that expensive. So a um, lot of good plays here. Um, there was one other guy that I don't mind. It's Josh Richardson at 4,600. He's going to play, you know, 30-plus minutes in this spot here, going up against Phoenix, um, some young guards there for Phoenix. So the turnover upside is definitely high for Richardson here. I think that this is really one of those spots where, like, he could get, like, two, three, four – or two to three, four steals. Um, so I don't mind Josh Richardson at 4,600 um, if you're wanting to look for guards that aren't that chalky. Yeah, I think Richardson's pretty good. Um, another guy who, if you can kind of count on the minutes, which is hard, but uh, I don't even know how to say his name. Matisse Steibel, I think that's how you say his name. He's been getting a lot of steals, blocks, and he's really cheap on, on DraftKings. He's okay on Fandle, but at that position, small forward, which you know, if you're not playing Giannis, you might have trouble finding something that you love. He is pretty cheap. I think that could be a good way to go for value. Yeah, it was interesting to see the rotation the other night. Um, you know, Horford played 30, Tobias played 36, Richardson played 35, Simmons played 36, and then they really just spread everything else out. So um will be interesting to see um, how it works this game. And then on the Phoenix side of things, what do you like here for the Suns? Uh, for me, it's my favorite option is uh, Kelly Oubre. I've loved Oubre pretty much all year, and his price is falling now after, you know, a slow start. Uh, in the Memphis game, he actually had a really good second half. Yeah, I think he had like two or three fantasy points at halftime and came back and kind of salvaged his uh, his performance. I think he got nicked up a little bit, but he was able to uh, keep going. So there should be no uh, health concern for Oubre. Um, Booker is okay. His price is, you know, considering what Booker can be, he's pretty underpriced. But, you know, with, with Rubio in, on this team, we kind of see the lack of upside for Booker to get assists and, and run the floor, which is what we liked so much last year out of Booker. So I think for me, it's mainly Oubre and then uh, Dario Saric for me. Yeah, Booker is going to have those nights where he just shoots lights out, but he's not playing point guard Booker anymore. Um, so, right. like, it, it certainly limited his, his ceiling some this season. So, um, Oubre is definitely in play here. I think that um, he is a, a tournament play. You know, what What do you think here of, like, Aaron Baines? Again, like, we do have some really strong center plays, but, like, he's getting solid minutes here with eight and outs, and he's not going up against Embiid in this spot. Yeah, I think uh, on DraftKings, he's okay. He's priced pretty fairly. On, on Fandle, he's a little bit expensive. Uh, he kind of gets in that in that price range with – he's 1,000 more than Okafor. He's actually 300 more than Valanciunas. And then he's, like, only – 18 or 16 or 1800 less than Capella so I probably don't see myself getting to Baines a whole lot but he has been playing a ton of minutes and he's a guy who's a really good per minute guy as well so I can't really fault anyone for liking Baines uh anything else from this one I think that's about it for me 
All right, uh, moving on. We got Portland at Golden State. No total on this one. Shocking. Um, Zach Collins is still out for Portland. Curry is out. Draymond is out. Looney is out. Russell is questionable. Um, obviously, like Russell makes a huge difference if he plays or not. Let's start with Portland, though. Um, like to start with the visiting team. Like, you know, you look at this matchup and you're like, will this game stay close? Um, it is the biggest question when you're looking at Portland players, in my opinion. And like, I hate projecting blowouts, but in, in which road does this game stay close? <laughs> I think it's. I think the only way we can really possibly see that is if Russell does play and he plays completely lights out. Fifty percent usage and shoots forty five percent. Like I, yeah. I don't even know if they get there at that point. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's the only way I can see it happening. Though this team is so bad. I mean, it's not even like they have. I mean, they have okay. I mean, they're okay for fantasy, I suppose. But you know, for you know, when it comes to real life, they really don't have any significant depth at all that can carry them to. And this, Portland's a good team, so it's not like they're playing Charlotte again, like they were last game. Which, so I mean, I I think they're. It's really hard. I think it's probably the safest blowout projection that we've ever seen this year and maybe ever of all time i don't know um so what does that leave us with like if this game was going to stay close i think lillard would be in a a spot that like he's not going to be stopped here um you know honestly like i like baysmore i think like a guy that if it does get ugly like he plays minutes even if he if this game stays close and he only plays like 22 minutes like he could still not kill me um what are your thoughts when it comes to Portland yeah I think there's some pretty good value options whether this game stays close or not I think Bazemore is a good one especially if Hood misses um if Hood plays I think he's a solid value option because you know he he'll play in blowouts here and there and he'll get his shot up so I like Hood um Hazonia could be good he played 37 minutes last game um through the start right yeah i mean i think we're gonna see uh white side back so that might that might change a little bit because uh they won't have necessarily have the lack of depth at the in the front court so i think hazonia probably doesn't start again but i think if you are directing a blowout which i think is okay for this one he gets a lot of minutes tolliver is a guy who's been playing a lot of minutes whether it's close or not uh he's not too exciting but he is very cheap um but one guy i think that you can play that isn't necessarily cheap as cj mccollum He's underpriced what he, considering what he can do. And in a game where you are kind of projecting a blowout, you should probably assume McCollum has some sort of hand in it and a really, really easy matchup. So I think McCollum's a good GPP play. They're still, even in a blowout, they're still going to have to get it to the point where they are blowing them out. So, yep. um, All right, Golden State side. If Russell plays, he's in play for me. I hate the idea of playing D'Angelo Russell at 8,600, but – He's going to have a gajillion um, usage here. So, like, I think you have to look at him in this spot if he plays. If he sits, it becomes so interesting because you just load up on the value here because even in a blowout, they should still play their minutes. Yeah, so this is kind of what you missed on Saturday. You missed Russell and Green being ruled out. So then it was kind of just a, you know, a hectic mess trying to figure out who's going to get the minutes at guard and also power forward slash center. Um, we kind of got a little bit of clarity. We saw Kai Bowman, I think, play 30 – yeah, he played 38 minutes or something like that, 39 minutes, which I don't know if you can project again, but you might be able to. Um, so, I mean, either way, you should be projecting Bowman for like 34, 35 minutes. So he'd be a really good value play. Um, Poole and Lee should both be in play as well if Russell's out. I mean, that's just a lot of guys in play. They're going to have a really tight rotation. I think they have like eight guys 
even able to play. And then you got a guy like Chris who played like seven minutes last game. So if Russell is out, I think you can almost play anybody other than Chris. Yeah, Glenn Robinson, I think he's in play here. He's 4,700. Um, we, we've seen his rebounding rates be higher with green off the floor. So um, Pascal is a guy that should continue to play big minutes. Um, Mike Gallagher loves that guy. Like, if you, if you ever look at Mike Gallagher's Twitter, um, he loves <laughs> Pascal. Um, yeah, like, the only guy that I don't really love is Burks because if it does get into a blowout, I just – they're kind of limiting his minutes right now coming back yeah. from injury. So – I'm worried about him. I'm worried about Willie Cauley-Stein's minutes. But outside of that, you know, Bowman, Poole, um, Damian Lee, all, all those guys very, very much in play here. Um, yeah, you, you know, you're just going to – you're going to load up on the value here. And this is where roster construction is going to be important um, because a lot of these value plays are guards. So um, it's going to make everything so, so interesting here. Yeah, I think one thing to keep in mind of is, especially if you play on FanDuel, is this game, you're probably not going to have the news on Russell unless we get lucky and get midday or early day news on him. Um, You might not have that. So you can probably get guys like Robinson and Pascal and even maybe Poole um, at really low, or maybe not really low ownership, but lower ownership than if he was announced out earlier. And those guys could still be, you know, somewhat safe. I mean, Pascal and Robinson are, would be pretty safe with their minutes. Pool might be a little bit more up in the air, but I think Pascal and Robinson become pretty good GPP plays if that were to happen. And even on Vandal, GR3 is pretty priced up, so he might not get too much ownership anyway. So I think he's a pretty good pretty good play tonight. All right. Uh, anything else from this one? Uh, no, I think that's about it. All right. Let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Um, looking at DraftKings pricing, give me your favorite play under 5K to 7X here. Under 5K to 7X. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of them. Um, man, I'm going to go with – is Glenn Robinson under 5K? He is, right? Yeah, I'll go Glenn yep. Robinson. All right. Um, pretty much take anybody down here. Yeah. I'm going to go with the assumption that – Russell's not going to play and take Kai Bowman. Uh, give me your over 8K to go under 5X, so your bust of the day. Um, I'm going to go with Giannis. I think that game probably blows out, and uh, I think he struggles in this one. All right. What sucks about him is even in blowouts, he can get 5X, so it's, like, yeah. it's so tough. This one's tough today. Um, there's a bunch of guys up here that should be able to do it. I'm just going to say Bradley Beal. He's 9,400. Um, I think he's very much in play for tournaments. He's one of a guy that I definitely want to play. But if he doesn't shoot the ball well, he's going to struggle to get 5X um, in this spot. So um, I'll take Beal. Everybody else really should get there. Um, the other guy that I was thinking about is Drew, and he's just so much cheaper than Beal. Yeah. Um, favorite 6X place on the slate? Like, you just think this guy's getting 6X today? Uh, I'm going to go with Luke Kennard. I'm going to go super chalky. I'm going to go all the way to the top and say James Harden. Um, I would be absolutely shocked if James Harden does not get 6X on the slate. Um, Let's get weird GPP play of the day. Man, so for this one, I'm going to – I don't know if it's insanely weird, but I really don't think anyone's going to play him. But I'm going to go CJ McCollum. I think if if this game blows out, he has a, a hand in it, and he's too cheap. Yeah, I don't think it'll be that popular. Um, my get weird GPP play of the day is a guy that I expect to be like 3% owned, 
could potentially play like 15 minutes. Um, but I'm going to go with Kyle Anderson. That's, that's weird, right? I don't think anybody's going to play Kyle yeah. Anderson today. Yeah, that's weird. Um, <laughs> favorite DFS contest for the day, uh, game selection que- question. You can add any, any site. doesn't matter, FanDuel, DraftKings, Fantasy Draft, whatever site. Um, just give me a tournament that you like and why. Um, so for me, I play mostly on FanDuel for NBA. I try to stick to one site because it gets pretty hectic with with uh, news close to lock. And the one I like is the, uh, the $65 three-entry max. Um, it's a pretty small contest with, you know, pretty consistent payouts. Um, and then you can kind of – double those up with the $15 uh, three max. I think those are two really good contests over on FanDuel. There you go. Um, I like it. Um, If you're a lower stakes player, I'm pretty sure they have like a $3 three entry max or something too. So a bunch of ways you can attack. I'm going to actually pretty much share the same tournament that I shared on Friday, just because I think the payout structure is very solid. Um, I talked about it a lot. I will um, – I'll do a low-stakes tournament for the low-stakes players tomorrow, but um, I really like the $100 single entry on DraftKings today. 25.5% of the field paid, only only 37% to the top 10, only 10% to first. Very very balanced top-end structure. Um, 4K to first, 1K to fifth. Um, so a lot of upside for 100 bucks and – if you have a good team, you can have a really good payday and you're only playing against 440 people. So really like that tournament over there. Um, again, I will, um, I'll, I'll, I'll figure out a lower stakes tournament. Um, I've been doing DraftKings a lot, so maybe I'll do like uh, FanDuel or something, fantasy drafts or something like that tomorrow. Um, we don't have a ton of totals today. So I'm going to open this game up for give me a total or just a, a team that you would take against the spread. Um, I have no idea what the total is, but I don't, I guess I don't really care. I think the Houston Memphis game is just a, a game that shoots out to the moon. Yeah. So I would actually take the over on that too. So even though it's a really high total, it's gonna be a popular game for a good reason. Uh, both teams bad at defense and play at a high pace. So I like that one. Yeah. I'm going to take Milwaukee minus six. Um, I love that line today. Uh, yeah, I think cool. they beat Minnesota by more than six and, I would jump on that line uh, because I, I think that one's going to move throughout the day. Like I, I wouldn't be shocked if that one finishes more closer to like seven and a half, eight by the end of the day. So, um, but Minnesota missing one of their best players. I, I think that uh, that line moves. So uh, Kyle, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, no, I'm excited for this slate. I like the the smaller slates where it's, you know, five or six games. So I think it's going to be a good one. And uh, yeah, good luck everyone. We have a good week. Like we have a lot of these, um like six seven eight game slates this week so like it's a it's a really good week for nba if you like these like smaller slates i think like we have um six on tuesday as well and i think the biggest slate is on wednesday but um yeah it's one of those it's one of those weeks where we have some really nice slates so he is kyle i am stevie we'll be back tomorrow talking some more nba hope everyone has a wonderful night crushes this slate and we'll see you again tomorrow